Welcome to Road to Play Podcast. I am your game master, Kent Blue. We are an actual play podcast where I play tabletop role-playing games with my friends from all over the world. So if you're ready, grab a player sheet, grab some dice, and let's roll to play. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Road to Play Podcast, a proud member of the Road to Play Network. I am your host, Kent Blue. This week, we are kicking off a new game, a game that I have wanted to play since I started this podcast. It is Monster Hearts 2. This is a fantastic game uh, about the messy lives of teenage monsters. I love this game. I've, I've, I've only played this once, and I fell in love with it so quickly. We have a great guest GM, Morgan Nuncio, that you've heard on Adventure Skeletons last time and you hear on our Red Death podcast. She did a fantastic job emceeing this game, which we'll get into in just a moment. But first, a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, I hope you you checked out our newest episode of Level Up, uh, which Kristen had Banana Chan and Sean Nittner on to talk about Big Bad Con, uh, which is uh, currently on Kickstarter. You can go, it's got probably... Maybe about a week left, so you can go back that Kickstarter if that's something you want to check out. Big Bad Con is just sounds like such a great convention that I hope to make it to one day. But go over, check out our Level Up episode on our Level Up podcast to hear more about that. Here in a couple weeks, we're going to have a brand new episode of What's Your Role? I know it's the crew of Brits on Bikes coming in, uh, which... If you're not listening to that podcast, you should be. Episode 10 was just a phenomenal episode uh, that is really, I mean, it's kind of, it's really an important episode. I don't want to spoil too much about it or anything going in, but if you aren't listening to Brits on Bikes, you definitely should be. It's such a good podcast, and here in a couple weeks, you're going to be able to listen to What's Your Role and catch up a little bit more about about the characters of that show and, and what goes into it. Other network stuff, if all goes according to plan... There's going to be some new content hitting the Red Death feed this weekend. If everything goes according to plan, if I can get everything recorded and produced and and edited, some nice interlude stuff, uh, some nice prelude stuff to season one, just to get to know the characters a little bit better. I think you'll really enjoy it. Uh, Some cool work's going into it. And pretty soon, within the next month or so, we're going to be kicking off season two of Red Death. It's been a great season. Uh, we're about done rap, about done recording it, and I cannot wait to share it with you all. All right, so just a little bit more about this Monster Hearts game. Uh, Monster Hearts, if you didn't know, is written by Avery Alder. Uh, like I said, it is a game of the messy lives of teenage monsters. It's powered by the apocalypse. It's really cool. Again, big thank you to Morgan Nuncio for coming on and emceeing this game that I've wanted to play for so long. Uh, I was glad I got a chance to play it before I ever run it. That way I got a feel for the game. Now I just can't wait to run it. So, you know what? That's enough talking. All that out of the way. Let's jump into Monster Hearts uh, with myself, Banana Chan, Cleo Yunsu Davis, and Kristen Devine as players, and Morgan Nuncio as MC. All right, like I said up top, we are playing Monster Hearts this week. Uh, it's a game I've been wanting to play for a very long time, probably since I started the show. Uh, let's go around and meet everybody, and we'll introduce you to who's going to be running this game. We'll start first with Banana. Banana, welcome back to Roto Play. It has been quite a while. 
Yeah, thanks for having me on this again. Uh, my name is Banana Chan. I am one half of Game and a Curry Games. Uh, we publish games and I also write role-playing games. Hi, I'm uh, Cleo Yunsu Davis. I am also part of the Red Death episodes, so this is exciting to uh, play something else. Um, I've played Monster Hearts maybe once before, twice before, uh, so I'm really excited to play it again. Uh, I also am a RPG and LARP writer. Hi everyone, I'm Kristen Devine. Uh, I have not played Monster Hearts before, so I'm thrilled to be here. Uh, I've wanted to play this game for a long time, so very excited. I am one half of Dice Up Games, uh, where we play, hack, and design games. All right, and uh, I'm also being a player in this game, like I said uh, before. So uh, running this game this week for us is Morgan Nuncio. You've heard her on Red Death and a couple other episodes. Morgan, thank you for coming on and running this game for us. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Um, super excited to run it. I've played Muscle Hearts a lot of times. I've ran it once before, so I'm excited to see where that goes with you all, and I'm super excited to have you all. So thanks for joining me. All right. Well, uh, with that, Morgan, I guess just uh, take us away and we'll meet our characters. And and we got a couple other setup things we're going to do as well. Okay. So Monster Arts 2 is a table powered by Apocalypse game made by Avery Alder, who is about the messy lives of teenagers who are secretly monsters. It explores the terror and confusion of having a body that is changing without your permission. The monstrosity of these characters is literal. They are vampires, werewolves, witches, and more. But their monstrosity is also allegorical standing in for experiences of alienation, shame, queerness, and self-destruction. Uh, so yeah, that should help, I guess, explain Monsterhearts a bit. Um, okay, um, so I guess we can go around and meet the players um, and see what's going on, who everybody is. First off, for each player, um, well, and I want you all to start off, I want you all to do a dramatic read of your blurb, if you that little italicized sort of bit. Because dramatic reads are something that you do whenever you pass out skins originally. So I just give me give, give me your dramas. Um, then I want your character names, looks, eyes, and origin. And if you want to add more to that about your character personality, their their hierarchy in the high school, etc., go ahead and just explain that too. So, all right. So I am playing the ghost, which is you used to have a future. Growing up was a painful tumult at times, but at least you were growing. Now you only have a past. Unfinished business to take care of before you can leave this world behind. Life is precious. You understand that now that you've lost yours. You just want to help. You just want to be seen. But sometimes even the simplest desires feel so difficult to grasp. Ghostly ghost, you're dead. And my ghost is uh, Jordan. Uh, she, her. Her look is brooding. She's got piercing eyes. And her origin uh, is from a tragic accident. Uh, I guess whoever wants to go next. Thank you, Kat. Um, yeah, we can do this. I can go next. So I am playing the werewolf. Everyone around you seems so willing to play the roles they're handed to, to quietly color within the lines. They've been tamed, domesticated. You're of a different stock. You've broken down the fence, built to continue. You've howled at the moon and heard it howl back. The transformation is complete. This is what you're always meant to be wild, unwavering, alive. And my name is Sparks, but people call me Sparky, and my real name is actually Chris, but there are too many Chris's in school, so that's why my name is Sparks, or Sparky. For my look, I have chosen someone from Charlie XCX's music video, Boys. Uh, 
he, I don't think he got credited in the music video. I tried looking him up, but I couldn't find anything about him. So he's a mysterious model, but he's got fierce eyes. Um, and he's unkempt. And uh, I will say that he was favored by the moon, but I don't know what that means. So we'll find that out later with strings. All right, thank you. Uh, who next? All right, so um, I'll be playing The Hollow. Um, they set out to make something from nothing. It's not clear whether they succeeded or not. See, it turns out there's a lot of gray area between something and nothing. You're alive, but you're not real. You don't have a soul. You don't have childhood memories because you don't have a childhood. You don't have parents, you have makers. And those makers forgot to give you a place in the world. How tragic. Uh, and so my hollow is Benji and he's got a bit of a disheveled look and specifically right now he's kind of going through a phase where he's like dressing very 80s like he thinks that can make a personality all in and of itself. Um, he's got wide kind of innocent eyes and his origin is that he is born of a wish. All right, thank you. Uh, Kristen, that leaves you. Uh, I'm playing the ghoul. Death changed you. It took away your contemplative joy. It dulled your senses and it left you impossibly hungry. That hunger is always with you, like a hum in your ears that swells and crescendos until you can't hear anything else. Unattended, it will come to dominate you, but feeding it may be just as bad. Uh, I am playing uh, Elizabeth Morales. She goes by Z, uh, she, her pronouns. Her look is gaunt. Her eyes are quiet and her origin is resurrected. All right, thank you. Um, so um, I am Morgan. Hi, I am your MC, our master of ceremonies. I basically, as the MC, I will be playing all the side characters in the world. I'll be your teachers, parents, and classmates. Um, on top of that, it's my job to set the scenes and introduce twists. I play by a different set of rules, but ultimately I'm here to make help make sure your character stories are interesting. So uh, let me paint you a little bit about the setting. This place is home. The sound of birds singing, so the scent of pine trees, the tickle of the cool breeze hitting your skin. As you look west, you see the Rocky Mountains cutting through the skyline, imposing in size. Before that, you see a widespread forest known to you and other locals as the deep where inside lies the ever-still glass lake. You remember having a party there during spring break two weeks ago, if you didn't get blackout drunk. To the north is the Williamson Bottling Company, who moved in five years ago and made a massive concrete building right along the edges of the woods, giving this once dying town a chance at thriving. Half the adults do work there, after all. Across the State Road 2255, or commonly known as Main Street, lies the less fortunate side of town. Sticking out like a sore thumb is Scrabbers USA, the junkyard with a rusted, worn-down fence trying to block the view of its contents from the rest of the world. Next to it was the once glamorous and well-loved Starlight Drive-In, the drive-in moving theater. You know this place is usually sworn off by your parents, but you're always curious about making a party there ran by the punks or the goths, who adore this place and despise each other at the same time. Farther down Main Street is the downtown area, full of small shops, businesses, and the plaza. Here the arcade is still functioning and existing, but you don't seem to go as often as you used to. Next to the downtown area is the mayor's office, recently built in a stark contrast like the bottling company building to the typical quaintness of this town. 
It's a new contemporary building that is built within the last year that dominates over the other buildings nearby. The police department and the fire department look quite out of date sitting next to it. Going further south on Main Street, Pebbles is the hangout joint for everyone in town. 1950s inspired diner with a classic hamburgers milkshake and a peanut butter and jelly sandwich that is so good you have no idea why. The jukebox is always playing some sort of random music and the counter seating is always full. Behind that, going towards the east, is the residential areas of the more middle class folks, like small homes, apartment complexes, and duplexes. Past that, the large cemetery that has been around for quite a while, but no one's sure why it is so big or where it began, but rumors float around that it is haunted. Some cemetery is about a mile wide and can be seen on the south part of Main Street as it heads back out of town. But where you spend most of your time, or should at least, is right across Main Street from Pebbles. East stands through High School, home of the Mighty Hedgehogs. The once bustling wall of the 90s turned desolate wasteland turned to renovate a high school about 10 years ago. The concrete walls over this massive one-story building stand in contrast against the nearby woods, and the original food court still holds strong, serving as a cafeteria. Measures have been taken to uh, make this more classroom-friendly, like adding windows, some greenery, and making it reasonably smaller for the teenage population. This, though, this is home. It's a mix of nature's beauty and the human production. Welcome to Stone's Throw, Colorado, population 15,343, where you're a stone's throw away from perfection. Hopefully that helps. I Ken, love that I last part. <laughs> Me too. Thank you, Ken, for that amazing, like, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, so um, now we will do strings. Strings, yeah. Uh, who wants to go first? I have my strings up, but I'm not sure 100% how they work. So strings, I so I guess I can go over strings. Strings are basically um, sort of leverages that people have, like social dynamics. So let's say you have a string on someone, and um, that means you have a little bit of a social dynamic over them. So you can actually use that string to have them do something for you or... Um, uh, help you with something or uh, tempt them to do something for you or something like okay. that. Yeah. So uh, I give someone a string. I don't have a string on someone, I guess. Oh, no. Everybody um, goes around and they, they all do something. So let's, oh, okay. Yeah. So let's start with you. Let me find the, are you the ghoul? No, you're the not ghoul. the ghoul. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's someone reminded you what love was when you thought that death had stolen it away from you forever. Give them a string. So who do you think will remind you what love is? So I don't know which character it would be, but what I'm yet, but what I'm thinking is, is that, uh, cause my character, so Z transferred here mm -hmm. um, just a couple semesters ago. Uh, and so, and she's very quiet. And so while not directly bullied, I do think that she gets lost a lot in, in the crowd. And so what I was thinking is, is that like on her first or second day, uh, she was trying to find a classroom, kind of typical, someone ran into her, her books went everywhere, she didn't know where to go, and one of the other characters took time to help me, and that made me feel um, like someone cared. Would that qualify? Yeah, I think feel that could like definitely work. Ghosts are super helpful, but I took the uh, more creepy route. If it helps, uh, I actually have, I think, uh, some ideas for my strings. If it would, if, we, if we want to just get the ball rolling on one thing and then we can build yeah, off of that. Yeah, 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 sure. let's do that. Um, so the first one is 
you've been taking your social cues from someone and doing so has taught you a lot about them, gained two strings on them. And uh, Banana and I had talked a little bit about kind of having our characters be friends. And I think like it makes sense for Benji to be totally just trying to copy <laughs> Sparky <laughs> and like everything that he does. Yes, please. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. So I'll write down that I have two strings on Sparky. That sounds like a band, two strings on Sparky. <laughs> yeah, it does. And then my next <laughs> one is uh, someone seen through your invented past and realized it's all lies. They gained two strings on you. And I do make think it'll make sense for a uh, ghosty ghost. Yeah. Ghosty ghost sees all. Ghosty ghost knows all your lies. Yep. Do I give you two strings or do you get two strings? On I me? get two strings on you. And then. Gotcha. Okay. Great. Cool. Yeah. And I've got, I've got two on you, right? Yeah. All right. So that's the hollow. Does that does that make more sense now, Kristen? How it sort of mm -hmm. plays out? Okay, all right. I guess we, if if you want to, we can do yours, or we can go to somebody else's, or go to someone else's. Okay, please. all if right. Sounds ready. I don't mind doing mine. All um, right. So, my first one is I lux lack subtlety. Give a string to everyone, so everyone <laughs> gets a string on me. Uh, yeah. So. I, I can see myself. So I'm like one of the popular kids, but it's like, not that I'm drunk all the time, but I'm very, uh, I know how to get like liquor to the kids. I know how to like get the party started, but I'm also very like, not that bright. <laughs> and the second one is you've spent weeks watching someone from a distance. Their scent and mannerisms are unmistakable to you now. Take two strings on them. So who would like that? I'm thinking maybe I know someone is uh, is not alive. Yeah, I think that might be. Hmm. So that I mean that kind of goes with one of mine. I mean, one of mine is someone knows that you're dead and how you died. They gain two strings on you. Do you want to save that for someone else, or do you want to? That's what I was. Yeah, I was wondering if I should if if I wanted. To, I guess you would. You know, not give you four strings on me. I guess, but yeah, I should probably. I'll save that for someone. So, okay, uh, cool. Kristen, maybe um, the ghoul. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I guess because I'm newer and I am undead, so that makes sense might, to me. It might make sense that you would notice that. All right, cool. I'll just say that I have two strings on you. Awesome. All right, I can go next unless you want to, Kristen. No, that's fine. Okay. So, um, like I just said, someone knows that that Jordan is dead uh, and how 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 she died. So they get two strings. Would I talk about how she died here? Yeah, if you want to. Okay. So what happened with Jordan? So Jordan is actually, I think she died about, the idea I have is she died about 20 to 25 years ago. So like all of the parents, all the adults here know the story of it and the kids only hear the rumors. It was just an accident. She she just fell through Glass Lake, the ice on it. You know, it was iced over and she fell through at some point. Uh, but like, I think, well, this may be too much, but I feel like the, the kids hold a lot of rumors, like somebody murdered her and threw her in there, whatever. I like that. Um, so who does anybody feel like they would know my info? I feel like Cleo or I could know because we're, is the hollow undead as well? The hollow isn't so much undead as like never having really been alive in the first place. Okay. Difference. Okay. Yeah. I think um, it's like Frankenstein's monster if you want. Yeah. It's like he's alive, but he doesn't have a soul. 
Okay. Okay. That makes sense. And it's kind of awesome. Um, so Kent, I mean, I'm, I'm undead. So I guess it would make sense that I would recognize that in you, right? That you're a ghost. Dead recognized. If that's cool with you. Yeah. Dead Rick. Dead sees dead. Um, and then I've been inside someone's bedroom while they were sleeping. I get to take a string on them. Who I forget who's more popular between Sparky and Benji. Definitely Sparky. <laughs> Benji tries, but it's not right. hard enough. I'll take Aww. it. Uh, I think it, I, I think I would want to know a lot about you know the more popular person in school. So I will take another string on Sparky. Okay, cool. I think Jordan or Benji probably make the most sense to have helped me or to have helped Z. So I don't know which one of you. Because Sparky doesn't seem like he would be very helpful Mm-mm. or nice. Nope. <laughs> I mean, I kind of navigate the social circles by knowing things about people and like getting, I guess, getting, you know, using that to get in good with them. So if I saw an opportunity to help you out. That makes sense. Okay. Do I get strings on you? How many? You, yeah, you get one. Did anyone watch you die? If so, you gained two strings on each other. So that's posed as a question. Do I need to use that? I mean, it helps develop more connections between people okay. if you want to have it. Um, yeah, I want to do the right thing. So that's yeah. fine. So here's what I was thinking. I guess this is a good time to bring it up. So here's what I was thinking about how Z died. And I just want to run it by everyone to see if it's okay, I guess. Um, so she was abducted. Uh, for ransom because her parents at one time were kind of well off. And because it was for ransom, she was not harmed in any way. And she found a way to escape and she uh, died in the process of escaping. I actually hadn't worked out exactly how she had died. It should probably be something benign. Like she fell and broke her neck. Like she was a like in the woods or like ran right, off. Right, like tripped over something and fell down a hill. Cause I don't want it to be like a murder or too, you know, yeah. dark. Mm-hmm. But is everyone okay with that abduction piece? Again, there's no harm that occurred during that. Yeah. Okay. We just want to make sure. Yeah. Um, so I don't know who would have witnessed that. I guess the tumble, it would have been someone witnessing me fall, actually tumble down a hill and then die. Does anyone hang out in the woods? <laughs> oh, I hang out in the woods. <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, I'm thinking maybe like I had probably just finished transforming back and I saw like I wasn't sure if I was if I actually saw you tumble and fall or if mm-hmm. like it was because I was so t- drained from um, from transforming. I like it. Okay. So uh, we have two strings on each other. All right. So everybody's got strings on people. The scene is the settings set. Uh, any other questions or clarifications we need to get to before we start playing? And like always, of course, use the X card. I'll fade the black if things get too deep. Um, I have y'all's list of uh, things that are hard lines. So that's fantastic. So thank you guys for being open and honest with me about that. I really appreciate it. Um, so, yeah. Are we good? Any Any other questions? Um, I don't think so. I think I'm good and ready. 
So we're gonna, it's so as Monster Hearts are a lot of Power by the Apocalypse games except by scenes, so our first scene is actually gonna be Home Room. Uh, it is a Friday, first period of the day. It's um, spring morning, about like two weeks after spring break. Uh, so you end of school, it's about two months away. So uh, homeroom is always the first class of the day. Uh, one thing that I didn't ask y'all is what class is this? Like what type of class? Like what subject? Yeah, that's that's the better word that I should have used. I feel like math would be evil first thing in the morning. Oh, yeah. Oof. Mm-hmm. Like uh, trigonometry or calculus or... Yikes. Sure. Uh, <laughs> all of it. It's like what's, an AP class. What, what, <laughs> what's, what's, in this class. <laughs> what's great is... He paid our, his way through. <laughs> what's great for me and is a struggle that I experience in real life is uh, Jordan, you know, did math 20 years ago and math is totally different now. <laughs> oh, actually, can I say that Sparky doesn't know why he's there? He's just... <laughs> he just is... <laughs> he he's been going, but he's not sure exactly why he got in this class. <laughs> it's just like in his there was a typo in his uh, his schedule, so he's just like yes. here, but no one actually like thinks he should be there. Oh my god, that's perfect. <laughs> of course, Miss Gomez teaches this math class. I guess we're gonna go with calculus, because why not? So this is calculus first period. Um, who gets there first? How does your usual morning routine go? I think I, I like wait in the hallway for Sparky to show up and then I try to walk in with Sparky. Like even if I'm there early, I'm not gonna walk into the class unless Sparky's there. <laughs> Sparky's I, definitely gonna be late. <laughs> then I will be late too because we ride together. <laughs> I feel like Jordan is always there, but I mean, she just walks through the wall. Being on ghost <laughs> just nonchalantly or like first person I, I feel like i feel like jordan is typically the first anywhere she goes because she could just slip through walls and get there so people just show up and she's always just sitting there all right so she's already there sitting and um does she how does she do her things does she, does she even have a cell phone like i don't think so i don't think she has a cell phone i think she's just sitting there just paging through the calculus book looking at it you know just just I, I think i think recalling information from her past or her pre-death life or whatever is sometimes troublesome so i think she spends a lot of time like just trying to re-familiarize re-familiarize herself with with everything with you know calculus and math or well those are the same things uh or history or whatever so she's just going through the book you know mm -hmm. Awesome. Who who shows up next? Well, if Benji and Sparky are late, I have no problem showing up next. <laughs> All right. <laughs> how does your morning usually look? Like, how do you? Do you just like come coming in? coming yeah. in? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Z sits in the far back by the window. Uh, it looks like opposite of the door. So I think she would just head down, walk back, get her book, and pencils and everything set up very organized but then pull out her cell phone and be looking at her cell phone oh yeah um i think gerald comes next he's the quiet nerd guy that's just in, the, in the far left corner which is by the the door side back 
um, Vicky and Chris K, Chris Kong rather, um, both the leaders of the Youth of Christ, which is the high school organization for uh, Christian students, uh, come in probably a little bit later, holding hands, say their goodbyes as they split up to go to the off sides of the room. Uh, the boys come in, or rather the, the baseball crew comes in, <laughs> which is Jason, Chris B, Chris R, and Alex. <laughs> I mean, we call Chris B, Chris B, right? <laughs> I call him Berkowitz, like, like his last name. That works too. <laughs> so you have uh, Jason, Berkowitz, Rhodes, and Alex all come in, um, goofing around, being loud, being jockey baseball boys. Or rather, folks, because Alex is non-binary. Uh, excuse me. Um, then, let's see. I guess, who else? Penny comes in in a bit. Um, as well as Chris G or Gallagher or Chris with a K, depending on who you talk to. <laughs> and then, um, uh, Rooney and Carmen come in as well. Uh, the popular girls. Uh, now that it's not football season anymore, they're still doing cheerleading stuff. So they're probably still in the cheerleading garb. Uh, with Ronnie leading the pack. Is, is that how you pronounce it? Ronnie? Ronnie? I was thinking Ronnie, but it's... Ronnie. No, I, thank you. So Ronnie. Ronnie comes in and um, leading the pack with Carmen with um, Elena missing. But y'all know that Elena's been missing since spring break. Um, rumor has it is that she went out to uh, Glass Lake with the, the group. Um, she's been missing since spring break, and no one's sure why. Uh, on her desk, where she usually sits, is a vigil of uh, flowers, cards, candles that are unlit because that's the only request Miss Gomez had. Uh, people care about her or care about her status since she was one of the popular girls in school. The radio station and the nearby local news mentioned her. She was out by Glass Lake with friends during spring break, but she went off to use the bathroom, and she hasn't been found since. So her desk has been covered with vigil, we missed you, please come back, um, all that stuff there. So, um, And then the bell rings. Do y'all come in now? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think uh, after the bell rings, like maybe two minutes later, I stumbled down the hallway and I see Benji next to the door and I'm just like, Wait, do we have calculus now? I th I think so. Oh, unless, unless you think we might not, then maybe we don't. Oh, I thought we had like chemistry or something. I mean, there are people in there, and they got their math books out. Oh, so it's probably well, calculus. Oh, I forgot my calculus book. So you can totally borrow mine. It's okay. Oh, cool. Thanks. Awesome. Can I get like five bucks too for you know later? Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm sure I have something on me. I'll just have to dig through my backpack because it's like at the bottom of my backpack. Cool, cool. You're the best. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Do we walk in? <laughs> yeah, I will follow okay. behind you so that you're not the absolute last person. <laughs> okay. Awesome. It feels like Benji takes a lot of detention bullets for Sparky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, as soon as y'all walk in and Miss Gomez is already on the board writing, she hears the door open and she turns around and like, Christian? He goes to Christian, right? Or is it Chris? Or Christopher? 
Oh, Christopher. Oh. Yeah. Do you like Christopher? How many times do I have to tell you that I'm first period and not chemistry? Oh, right. About that. You know, they should really make signs clearer in these hallways. Because all I saw in the front was room 251. Please take your seat. Cool. Benji. My bad, Mrs. Gomez. Totally my fault. I got confused. Take your seat. And um, she just goes back, um, Charlie Brown voice, writing across the board. Um, and, you know, you hear some discussions like sort of in the back corner where uh, Ronnie and Carmen are sitting. And if y'all look over, y'all see Ronnie passing Carmen a note. And then Benji, she's passing it over to you. And she's like, hey, give us a sparky. Or, or, uh, a nod. I'm like, and I, I kind of do like that, like that face of like, oh yeah, like I see you, I know what's happening, but I have no idea what the fuck's happening. Uh, and I, and I dutifully hand the pass the note in that direction. Um, I pick it up and I'm just like, who's this from? Like really loudly. <laughs> <laughs> I try um, not to say anything. I kind of, I do like the head tilt, like the over there, that person. She uh, Miss Gomez just turns around from her thing and she's like <laughs> it just gives you a look and then just it's just like <laughs> and then just go back to writing on like on the board. Um, so I open up the note. Um, what does it say? Uh the note says Oh that there's uh Ronnie's hosting a party tonight and you're like totally invited. And it's because uh, it's in memory of Elena because they were just assuming that she's dead at this point because it's been two weeks and they're giving up all searches. And everyone should wear black because that's the theme. Cool. I'm going to write yes on it and then hand it to Chris next to the window. Um, who, Chris Rhodes? Yes, Chris Rhodes. <laughs> He's like, bro, what? I don't know. You want to go? Yeah, man, I'll go. Um, you just hold this note, just be like, like, he just passes it back to Penny and just like slaps it on her desk, and she's like, eh. and then she passes, she just slaps it on Elizabeth's desk and just pulls out her phone, starts texting um, Alex and Chris with a K. Uh, Z reads the note, and since Penny turned back around to start texting, she doesn't have anyone to say anything to, so she just kind of nods to nobody and then passes it over to Jordan, very unsure, uh, here, and then immediately looks down at her desk. Yeah, Jordan will take it and smile, uh, whether you're looking or not at you, uh, and read the note and decide that a party is where she would want, is where she would like to go. And then she will send it over to Vicky Q. So was this was was this note meant to go to everyone? Because I love it. If not. I really don't think it was. <laughs> I just, I mean, she okay. The, Jordan writes yes on it as well and puts a little J next to it. And you just pass it over to Vicky Q. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. All right. Vicky looks at it. She's like, and she sort of plays with her um, her cross on her necklace and just looks up over at her boyfriend, Chris Kong. 
and um, passes it to Gerald. <laughs> and he's just like confused why he's getting this note, reads it and gives it back to her. And she just gives him a look and then passes it up to Berkowitz. He passes it up to Chris with a K. <laughs> he passes it back up to Benji. <laughs> At this point, I'm assuming that like other people have also like written their like yes, I will their RSVP even if it wasn't meant for them. So I'm just yeah. gonna add uh, Benji's gonna add his little like Benji at the end there, and then like a smiley face, even though maybe smiley face isn't appropriate for the situation because it's kind of like a memorial party, but he doesn't really get that nuance. Then I'm gonna hand it back to uh, where it came from. So you pass it back to Carmen or over to Jason. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna hand it to Jason. Jason like looks at it. He's like, "All right, bro," and gives you like a like a fist to bump. It's like <laughs> I'm very excited about this acknowledgement. Do you return the fist bump? I do, very enthusiastically. He's like, he just shakes and he's like, "Ah, oh, yeah, bro," and he sort of just like does a check on it and just passes it out to Carmen. And Carmen's like, "What? I don't understand." And she's like, uh, and she passes back to Ronnie. She's like. Sorry. And Ronnie's like, oh my god. And then Miss Gomez hearing that, she's like, what is going on back there? And uh, gives y'all a look and just sort of keeps writing for the rest uh, for about like five minutes of class before there's a knock at the door. And another teacher pops their head in and is like, uh, Miss Gomez, may I talk to you for a second? And she puts down the the, the, the marker. Uh, looks at who does she look at to that she trusts? <laughs> she looks at Chris Kong and she's like, he's like, keep an eye on them. <laughs> I'll be back in a minute. And she looks at all y'all. She's like, um, just keep following the notes on page uh, three forty seven. And she walks out of the classroom. What do y'all do? Well, I will turn to to Z. Um, and say, are you are you going to go to to the uh, memorial? I guess it was or is. Yeah, might as well. There's nothing else going on. Where are you cool. gonna go? Uh, yeah, I think I'll go. Cool. Cool. Maybe we can hang out while we're there. I think we could. Yeah, I think we could hang out while we're there. Okay, this has been a fun interaction. And she looks back down at her phone. <laughs> uh, while you guys are talking, Berkowitz actually turns around to talk to y'all. He's like, y'all, have you, have you heard? Heard what? Like, the cemetery is like totally haunted. But like, with Alina's ghost this time. The cemetery's haunted. Yeah, that's, man. That's pretty, that's pretty cliche. I'm like, I know, but like, people say they've been seeing Alina's ghost out there. Like, just walking around and stuff. It's, like, so weird. Have you seen it? No, no, I haven't. I haven't been out there yet. I just, uh, that's what I've been hearing around school, that um, that she's turned into a ghost and started walking around the cemetery. I, I don't think we know that they're dead yet, though, right? I mean, how do we know she's not dead? I bet she's not dead. I think she's just doing it for attention. Ooh, and he sort of like looks over to Ronnie, who's like having her own conversation with Carmen. And he's like, "You're probably right, but like, I'm not gonna say anything, honestly." But uh, 
that's what people are saying. Like she looks like she's like paler and like we're gonna like white now and and white's not her color from what I've heard. I don't know colors, but that's what I've heard. She's not. <laughs> but uh, yeah. But this party though, so it's be lit. And he's like a little loud, and people just like looking at him. He's like, oh, sorry. And he just starts turning back around if y'all are gonna say anything else. See, just like at this point, she's like, she ignores them. She's done with inter human interactions. <laughs> okay. I think Jordan kind of like, like mentally folds in on herself because the talk of a ghost obviously is gonna, gonna remind her or, you know, bring up these, you know, this, this traumatic experience of her own. Yeah. Which I guess could give me. I have unresolved trauma, so whenever something brings up brings to mind my death, I uh, I, I gain the condition of traumatized. Okay. Which I forget what that does, but I will find out. I think it's just a condition, but okay. um, I can look that up while uh, you are doing. Uh, Benji, Sparky, what are y'all doing up in the front? I'm like leaning back, trying to get Sparky's attention. I don't know where Sparky's attention currently is right now, but I'm trying to get it. I'm like leaning out of my chair, but like, hey, Sparky, Sparky, hey. I think Sparky's on Instagram right now, just like <laughs> scrolling through his newsfeed. <laughs> I think Benji might like fall out of his chair while trying to get your attention. <laughs> like, he's like leaning really far and just like doesn't have a good sense of his own balance, and he just flat out falls on his ass on the floor. Okay. Um, Sparky sees this and he's just like, whoa. You gotta watch your balance. Yeah, I know. I, I know. Sorry about that. I'm sorry. Are, what? Are, are you okay? Yeah, no, I'm totally fine. And, like, he's, like, totally... Like, his eyes are all messed up from, like, squinting in pain right now. Uh, cool. That's... That's cool. You, you're gonna you're gonna go tonight? It looks it sounds like everyone's gonna go. I keep hearing, like, whispers and people are talking about going. I mean, if everyone's going, I guess I'll go, too, but... I don't know. It's not really my thing. And I already signed yes on the paper, so I guess I have to go, right? Yeah, I mean, like, that's like a contract, right? If you say so on a piece of paper, it means you have to. Yeah, like, there are legal ramifications if I don't go now. So, totally. Yeah. You're so funny, Sparky. Are you gonna go? I mean, if you're gonna go, I feel like I should probably go, because it'll be, you know, it'll be fun. We can hang out, chill. Did you, did you sign the paper? Yeah, I, I did the second time it came around. Oh, crap. That's bad. Okay, so you have to go, too. Yeah, I definitely have to go, because I wrote my name kind of big, also. Oh, oh, you wrote your name? I just wrote yes. I saw people, like, were writing their names, so I thought that was, like, what we were doing, so I, I did it. Oh, that's what we were supposed to do. Alright, cool. Yeah, I guess I'll go. What time, what time do you think you're going to head over there? Because I feel like uh, maybe we should time it so that we're there at, this, like, the same time, or maybe you could, like, maybe pick me up. I don't know. Pick... Uh, well, uh, right. What time does this thing start? I don't remember what it said. Probably, like, <laughs> like, shortly after school ends, right? Well, like, five? Or maybe, like, six. Six? Uh, can we make it seven? What? If, sure, if seven, seven's your jam, then seven's my jam. What about 7.30? 7.30 works. Okay, well, we'll be there at 7.30. Okay, cool. I you hear forget. someone lean over, and she's and it's Carmen. She's like, "It's eight o'clock, you nerds." <laughs> she just leans back and goes back to Ronnie. <laughs> oh, eight o'clock. Wait, eight o'clock for what? 
Oh my god. It's the party. We're just talking about it. Oh, right. That thing. Wow. You have really good hearing. Um, you're talking really loud. Oh, we are? Oh, yeah. Cool. Well, we'll see you there at eight then, I guess. Oh, who gets there at eight? And she just turns around and starts talking to Ronnie again. I mean, we could totally hang out at eight before the party and then go to the party together. I say we get there at 7.30 so we can leave early. <laughs> if, yeah, it sounds like a plan. I mean, you, you know these things better than I do. So, yeah, like, totally. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, cool. We'll get there at 7.30. Can I say that Z heard some of that conversation? Like, about the times and the writing? Yeah. So, she's going to get up and go over to... Who had the paper last... Ronnie. Let's get back to Ronnie, yeah. Ronnie. Oh. So she's just gonna go over and and just take her pen and write yes on the outside of it and be like, now I'm obligated to come to your party, so I'll be there. She turns around and walks away. Ronnie just looks at you <laughs> kind of baffled. But she's just like, All right, we'll like see you there then. Okay. And she'll turn back to Carmen and be like, mouth like, oh my God. <laughs> and it's like, and like, sort of like putting a hand up and just saying that to her. <laughs> Z had already turned around to, to walk away, eyes down. Yeah. And her and Carmen are just going on about like how weird that interaction just was and how loud everybody is. And, how people are saying they're coming at 7.30 and they're like saying that really loud. She's like, obviously no one comes at eight when it starts. They obviously come at like at nine or 10 o'clock, duh. And she sort of like looks at Sparky and Benji. <laughs> but, I need uh, to get my sleep in, just saying. Whatever. And it's just, yeah, she just like, it's just whatever. And it keeps talking with Carmen. Um, yeah. You see, um, if anybody's looking at Gerald, probably not because he's in the corner, quiet. Uh, he's actually working on a letter that he's writing and putting up for, put on the altar. Or not the altar, the vigil. Maybe everybody calls it something different. I think what's going on with Jordan while all of this is happening is she's, um, she's you know, she's usually pretty happy looking you know not like all out smiles and interacting with everybody but definitely definitely you know seems to be in a decent enough mood but now if if someone were to look over at her she is definitely kind of quiet and i mean it it looks like she's pulled in to herself and just in her mind she's just seeing just the stars like above but like all wavy you know she's just kind of reliving this moment over and over again uh, trying to shake it off. And I think that she, the way she's kind of figured out how to deal with it, you know, I mean, she's not going to like just push it aside, but I think she kind of, it's one of those things she kind of just has to go through it beginning to end, you know, to kind of get back to a point where she can, where, where she can break out of it a little bit. So she's just kind of going through this memory in her mind. All right. Um, Vicky looks over at Jordan and she's like, Hey, Hey, and she sort of just like taps you on like the arm. Yeah, so so that'll break her out of it. She'll she'll just she'll kind of 
you know, it's kind of like she just sits up, like she like she nodded off, fell asleep, and woke herself up. Uh, and she's just heard, she's like, yes, uh, what? Oh, I was just wondering if you had the homework from last week. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, I do, yeah. And she leans over into her back backpack and rifles through and pulls it out and slides it over. Okay. All right, and she, Vicky just thinks her and starts working on it. Um, at this point, it's sort of towards the end of the class, and Miss Gomez has been out for a while now, but um, she's finally starting to come in, and she's straightening herself back up, um, sort of looks kind of flustered, but tries to hold a demeanor pretty well as she's coming back out, and she's like, okay, uh, where do we leave off? And then as soon as she turns to face the, the whiteboard, the bell rings, and I don't know how you interact with classes, how you, if y'all get up and run right at the bell, or <laughs> I think Sparky definitely picks up his bag and he's just like out the door. Uh, Z waits until everyone else has cleared out, for the most part, to avoid human interaction. <laughs> Jordan will just pack up normally uh, and head out the door. Benji tries to be kind of fast, but like he's a bit messy. So it takes him a while to re-put everything back into his backpack and everyone's kind of already blocking up the doorway by then. So he's kind of slow to get out. Okay. And Benji, as you're, you're packing up and you're getting, you're getting to go, you actually look back and you see a little like glimmer from underneath Elena's desk. So Benji's going to take like longer than he probably should to decide what to do about this. Like, he's looking at the door, everyone's going, but there's something weird going on at the desk. And he, like, looks back and forth, and finally he decides to go check out whatever is under there. As you go under, uh, and you feel underneath the desk, you, uh, touch something, it's metal, it's cold, and you pull it out, it's actually a locket. A silver locket. Uh, I'm gonna try to open it up, see yeah. what's inside. When you pop it open, um, you'll you see it doesn't have any photos or anything inside it. It just has a little tiny scroll in it. And when you if you open it up and read it, do you do that? Yeah. Uh, it says you'll be back soon in like the tiniest little scribbliest handwriting you can find. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna take my phone out and like take a picture of that. Like kind of unroll it so I can take a picture of. The words mm -hmm. and everything and then also take a picture of like the front of the locket does it does the outside the locket have anything like particular on it like a design or it's pretty it's just a smooth uh heart-shaped locket yeah. it was something that um if you remember elena used to wear a lot so okay yeah i'm gonna take a picture of the contents what's written on there and then also the outside and then kind of respectfully put the locket on top of the desk where i figure it's supposed to be yeah um Z, were you still there when this happened, or? Yeah. I'm gonna, if you're, yeah, if you're still there, Benji is gonna kind of turn to you and be like, hey, you want to see something weird? Sure. So I walk over. And I'll, I'll just hand over the, the locket. So Z opens it up and, and reads it. Where'd you find this? Under her desk. Hmm. What do you think it means? I don't know, like, 
people get weird when they're sad, right? So maybe it's just like someone being weird or not understanding how to handle this. I mean, that's normal, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably what it is. It's probably no big deal. It's like one of the stages of grief. Yeah, like denial or something. Yeah, denial. It's like stage three or four, right? So yeah, I'm sure that's what it is. We sh it's weird. We should probably just put it back. She's yeah. a little shaken. Z's like a little bit shaken, but trying to stay cool. Benji's oblivious. <laughs> uh, I think because Z's a little shaken, uh, she'll probably not say bye and just kind of nod and then head out the door. Benji's like, all right, like waves kind of, even if you're not looking, like, see you later. She puts her hand up. Bye. <laughs> I'll head out too with my backpack. All right, and the locket's back on the desk or back underneath the desk? It's, it's uh, back, it's on top of the desk. Okay. All right, and that's it for part one of our Monster Hearts game. I really hope you enjoyed it. Big thank you to all my players and for Morgan for coming on and emceeing this game. Not a whole lot to say uh, before I get out of here. Go check out one of the other shows on the Road to Play Network. I'm sure you'll find something you enjoy, whether it's just tabletop discussion over on Level Up, learning more about ca the characters of your favorite actual plays over on What's Your Role, or, or the gothic horror D&D &D campaign over on our Red Death feed. Check them all out. Subscribe. Rate and review if you would. Just enjoy our content. That's what we want most. All right. That's all I got for you this time. Until next week, get out there, have fun, and roll to play. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Visit Roll2PlayPodcast.com for more information. R-O-L-L-2PlayPodcast.com Like us over on Facebook at Roll2PlayPodcast. Follow us on Twitter at Roll2PlayPod. Have a question or comment? Email us at Roll2PlayPodcast at gmail.com if you want to play with a game with us, just hit us up on any of our social media and let us know. And lastly, our music is the intro track from the Spellbreaker EP by Tritachion. Visit soundcloud.com slash Tritachion.